Thanks to Owens Recovery Science, a single source for PTs looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training. BFR, as the cool kids are calling it. If that's what you're looking to do, if you want to apply it, apply it properly in clinical practice, owensrecoveryscience.com. Also, our friends at MW Therapy, look, if you're looking to revolutionize your practice, your EMR is a good place to start. You touch it a lot. People in your organization touch it a lot. MW Therapy's all-in-one outpatient PT EMR, seamless integration of patient portals, marketing automations, and billing at an unbeatable value. Switching over is a breeze. Check them at mwtherapy.com. Great episode today. We're blending the zest of PT with the fizz of fresh perspectives. We usually do this at the end of the year, right? You look back, you look forward. Today, we're uncapping the proverbial bottle of knowledge with none other than Drew Contreras. Uh, I call him, I gave him a new title at APTA, the knower of things. Drew just seems to know stuff. Uh, we want you to uh, we want you to be able to feel like you're on the cutting edge. You're going to get insights from Drew, who's got his finger on the pulse of all things innovation at APTA. Uh, I was prompted to give Drew a call up because he's featured a couple different times in the uh, new uh, new edition of APTA magazine. A lot of things looking forward. There's a lot of things you might not be talking about right now that you're going to be talking about a lot every day in December of 2024. A year from now, the stuff you're not talking about, you're going to be talking about a lot in just a year's time. That's my prediction. Tell me I'm wrong. Email me in a year and say, Jimmy, you were wrong. I have a feeling you're not going to be able to email me that. But anyway... Uh, quick question. Would you like to boost your clinic's revenue by 290 bucks per patient per quarter? Of course you would. Uh, Physiotech's remote therapeutic monitoring can do that. Enhance patient outcomes, ease provider workload, and turbocharge your earnings. Help more people. And do it better. Kickstart your RTM, that's remote therapeutic monitoring, at physiotech.ca. That's physiotec.ca. Also, hey, uh, where are you going to be in 2024? can do this thing called travel PT. Where are you going to go? Uh, embark on an extraordinary patient care adventure with jacksonstherapy.com. Perfect for physical therapists eager to make their mark. Discover where your skills can take you at jacksontherapy.com. Drew Contreras on the show. I'm excited for you to hear his insights. Uh, grab a drink, grab a notebook, and check this out. <laughs> Really cool button. Three, two, one, go. All right. Welcome back to the show. Our latest episode, we're mixing things up just a little bit with Drew Contreras. I've given you a new title, Drew. Oh, nice. Your new title is Knower of Things. See, that's that's solid. I mean, your I official title is President, uh, Vice President of Clinical Integration and Innovation for APTA, which right. first of all, has the word innovation in the title, which is pretty cool. But I feel like Knower of Things, get some business cards with that. That would be good. That would be good. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, that's that's kind of the gig. Yeah. Right? Uh, today, we're going to pick uh, Drew's brain. He's going to help us shed some light on the future of physical therapy. And yes, it's going to include AI. Like, it has to include AI. If it doesn't, it in, in several, some ways, like, we're not paying attention to it. It's going to have the word digital in it and then some more. And the question is, where do where can you, listening, and I'm talking to you individually, as far removed as you think you might be, because what I don't want people to do is look at someone like Drew and be like, oh, man, you're the vice president of this or the AP. You're PT. Yeah. For first, sure. right? And like, oh, but Drew works in this big building. It's APT headquarters. And that's so far removed from wherever I am. And it's like, I know, but the things we're going to talk about today are here or or you'll be hearing a ton more. And it's not yeah. like 
the far future where you're like, well, eventually I'll get around to this. It's like, this is the stuff you need to be paying attention to like yesterday. Yeah. And, and if you're not paying attention to it, right, it's the, the old saying of it's it's a light at the end of the tunnel, be, but it's probably a, it's train. Probably a train. I use that a lot. With, probably a I use that a lot with PT yeah. students and it gets a giggle out of them. But I want to be like, listen, I'm I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to be like, hey, like you're not done. No, you're yeah. getting started. Right. right. So like, let's pay attention. All right. So I'm going to tee you up. I'll set you up. You knock them cool. down. It's like batting practice. So first thing we'll talk yeah. about, it has the word digital in it. Digital health platforms and musculoskeletal skeletal health. When I say those words, which feels like a great Google search to do, and then just see what comes up. When I say digital yeah. health platforms and MSK health, what what comes to mind for you and what's coming in 2024? So I think, right, the thing that PTs in general need to understand is that um, this concept of providing healthcare, specifically physical therapy through a digital platform is not a far off thing. It's occurring it now. Is. It's everywhere, it right? And it's a massive investment from venture capitalists and private equity. People are paying a lot of money to own products and services in this space. And there are companies that you are very familiar with their names in our, in our ecosystem, uh, there are companies and brands that you know, right. right? And the reason is, right, we know that as a profession, we cannot possibly reach all the patients who desire or are referred to physical therapy, right? We're, we're limited by the number of practitioners. We Time, have. space, Period. numbers, yeah. all those things. Right. So these platforms allow us to reach patients where we traditionally couldn't, whether they have social determinants that keep them from coming into the clinic, whether it's just, you know, they got soccer practice followed by volleyball practice, followed by homework, and they can't get there because of their family, right? Or just... Um, people who just don't think it's it's worth their time, right? All those factors come into it. And the reason that this is really interesting is, right, APTA has been on this for a couple of years, right? We've set some guidelines. We've had some conversations with companies that were reporting to provide physical therapy, but without a physical therapist involved, right? That's a term and title violation. That's a no-no. Right. That's just like me saying I'm a, I'm a brain surgeon when I'm not, right? It's, can't do that. But what's really interesting is that this blended gray area of, of this area where there's PTs involved, there's P, but are PTs always executing the plan, right? And that's question is like, well, I don't know. Do, like, are you constantly working with every patient when they're doing a home exercise program? You're not there every time. So if you're using uh, a platform that maybe uses an iPhone or a sensor to kind of help with tracking and help with compliance, is that better? Is that replacing you? Right. Right. People get really freaked out by this because um, the concept was that PTs could be replaced by these platforms. And um, like another conversation we'll have in a bit about AI, right? This is where, you know, as somebody who's spent some time and energy digging into this, this is where I have landed. And I think um, that you're going to see this moving forward, especially in this year, that the future of physical therapy is, is a hybrid model where there's a lot of work that has to be done between clinician and patient direct with each other. But there's an extension of services that is very valuable when the patient can't be with you in the clinic for whatever reason. Right. So that's a, a fiscal constraint, a time they're traveling, you're on vacation, you're working remotely somewhere, whatever. Like there's a lot of things. But but there's a value in having that 
in addition to, not in replacement of, right? Now, we also, I also had a really interesting time, uh, met with a colleague of ours who's the physical therapist for NASA. And her patients are on the space station, and she doesn't get to see them in person. They're in space. That would be a tough visit. Right? But she, you know, she's able to keep an astronaut from coming home, managing his musculoskeletal problems, right? Which is like, you know, I don't know, a $15 million trip back home. Right? yeah. So like, right, so like, there, there are there are tenants of this that we've got to explore further. So the thing that people get riled up about is, is this going to replace you, right? And, and I think that what I've landed is that it will never replace, but it will certainly enhance, right? right? It's certainly going to enhance it. Now, I have one giant caveat to this okay. that I want to throw down because this just came out. Okay. And here's the question. This is, you know, in the United States, we have term and title protection, right? We, we can... We can regulate that. What happens in countries that don't have that? Ah. So, for example, there was just an article published that, um, you know, in the Middle East, in the areas of conflict, they're using an AI-based app platform to provide rehab to injured soldiers and civilians who are not able to relocate because of the, lo- I won't get into the specific right. politics of the location, right. but, they, but for whatever reason, they can't move from where they're at and nobody can get into them. Well, is that... Is them doing that better than no care at all? Right. I, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. But I'm telling you that it's happening today, right? So it's not a matter of are we going to have to address this stuff. It's like we've we've got to figure this out, right? And so, right in my role, I, I try to figure that out. But um, it's like all things, right? Like once once something has started, we've got to figure out how to harness it, how to use it for good. Yeah. There were people who would choose to not, but also I am also in the firm belief though, right? That all this will do is if you are a very skilled, competent clinician, this is just going to make you more valuable. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll hold my analogy until after we talk about the next thing. I'm going to, I'm going to reshuffle the deck because I feel like if we don't talk about AI now, why are we waiting? But this is an extension of like I look at I look at what we're just talking about in terms of digital or what we're going to talk about in a little bit with with AI as these are extensions of these are these are hows not what's so I'd like to simplify these are how to maybe extend a physical therapist's things these are tools but they're not what right so I, mean, I feel like I like I like to break it down to questions so I'll yeah. reshuffle the deck so we talked about digital health platforms and MSK health there let's skip ahead to AI, this thing that fell on my laptop or I had access to it. I woke up one morning and someone was just like, you can just use this website. And I was like, what is it? And he's like, ChatGPT. I don't know what it is. Figure it out. I feel like that was like eight months ago. And I remember I sat there that day and I text messaged Sky Donovan, who's on the APT board of directors, friend of mine. friend. Yep. Of mine. And I remember being like trying to explain what AI was to her. And I was like, this is it's like trying to it's like trying to be chicken little. I was like, yeah. this thing is wild, man. And she's like, okay, okay. And then I remember like a week later, she was like, you are not kidding. Because you're watching people see it, not yep. really understand it. Then when they get it, they're like, oh, I'm getting this tip of the iceberg. So I'll tee that up for you. Artificial intelligence and physical therapy. I think this thing could go in a hundred, a billion different directions. What do you say we should be looking for? So again i think it's like all technological advances is is this a is this a great advancement or is this the demise of society right, right. it's that big it is right. that big. it's not it's that right that's the magnitude we're talking you're not about. understating it correct no okay not at all right right and I, and I will give you a very concrete clinical example okay 
right? A very concrete clinical example. There are platforms that are using AI to audit physical therapy notes, right? So, you know, you're in there, it's got your 13th patient of the day. You're just jamming out, trying to get a note done so that you can leave, right? Yeah. And then the AI platform is auditing your note and says, hey, man, just, uh, just so you know, um, you didn't code properly. You left two codes out of this bill. Wow. Shoot, man, we, we could have had two more chargeable codes in your note. You did the work. Did the work. You just didn't right. put the codes in. Correct. Man, right? Or it tells you, hey, actually, you're kind of over-documenting. Stop writing these things that don't mean anything. And then maybe your documentation would be done and you could leave on time. Right? right? Super powerful for clinicians. Right? But then we can take that same AI platform and run it through and say, claim denied, claim denied, claim denied. Oh, hey, I don't see this in here. You put this code in. I don't see enough justification. Claim denied. Whoa, hold on. Right. The same platform. You know that's where it's going from the insurance company end of it. You know it. If it's not there already. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And and as a as a case fact, right, um, a couple of months ago, right, the White House, which is super, you know, kind of in tune with things in the world, realized that like ooh, we got we gotta start putting our some guardrails around AI. And just now we just had uh I think it was like over two dozen healthcare companies um sign a pledge to make sure that they were using AI appropriately, right? And these are big names like Duke Health, CVS, right. uh, Oscar Health, right? Big names. Because they recognize that like, if they don't put the guardrails on themselves, it's going to be placed on it for them by the government. Right. right? Like, that's going to Hire your own babysitter. Exactly, right? But again, the point is just like, we don't actually understand everything that this is going to trickle into. We have no idea. No way. But I promise you, right? Like, it's good. Like, you know, the the people that are like, if you're in PT school right now, right? Three years from now, what you come out and and you you're practicing is not going to look like what it's been for the last two decades. It won't. Just not at all. And and that's the reality of it, right? So that also means, how are we going to address that in all the in 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 initial education, in advanced clinical education, and fellowships and residencies? How are we just going to address it? Just regular old staff PTs at a clinic. I think I, I, don't know. I think this is a great nod to number one. You can't, you can't <laughs> prepare someone for that. But I think that I think the issue was it used to be well. You understand that the world changes in this speed, and I think the the velocity and the feedback loop is now just so so small, so fast. I think this gives a nod to know the basics really, really well. And then when you do, knowing that well, I'm going to put you in a situation when you graduate that I cannot even predict what it will look like, you'll at least have these really, really great foundations. That's what a foundation is. It's that thing that you draw from. Right. And that's that's an amazing uh, way of kind of, of putting this in context, right? Because a lot of times people feel like, you know, well, I, grad- I have a degree. Right. I passed an exam. I must know, you know, like hopefully, right, you've, you have mastered the the entry level basics um right and that's where you should be right and i think what it will do is it will actually force a lot of us to revisit our basics correct to revisit our foundational principles because everything else is going to be is just going to change so fast yeah that 
if you have it, you're going to have to. I'm going to so, give a nod. Drew didn't ask me to do this, but I get a magazine once a month because I have a membership at APTA. And on the cover, we'll get into this too, the economic value of PT in the United States. That's the cover article. But you're in this this centerfold article with some other names that I know. CJ Morrow, Ryan uh, Edder. He's coming on the show soon, Ryan Smith. And I was just sitting here taking notes and I was like, oh, you could use it here and here and here. So it's not a, AI isn't a, uh, there's a great TV show. If you're into innovation and computers all, it was called Halt and Catch Fire. I think it was on AMC a while ago. Worth going back to watch. It was sort of a parody. There was one character who was essentially like Steve Jobs. And it was about this compu fictitious computer company that became a thing. And, he, and the guy who played Joe, the Steve Jobs, had a great line. And he said, computers aren't the thing. Computers are the thing that helps you get to the thing, whether that's gardening, grandparenting, booking a flight, meeting a loved one, finding a job. The computers aren't the thing. They're not the end point. They're the vessel. And I think AI, when I started to start, and I'm going to say I wrap my head around AI, I have not yet wrapped my head around. I'm beginning to sort of maybe. But that's what I sort of came to is that line from Halt and Catch Fire, which is computers are, AI isn't the thing. It's the thing that helps you get to the thing. So I was just taking notes from this article um, that was, what's the impact on of AI on physical therapy, right? And some of them you just highlighted. Reviewing notes and saying you left that code out. Reviewing notes and saying you're documenting 30% more. Why are you doing this? So we could we could legislatively, and I know APTA is doing this, change administrative burden from that side. But from the other, you could burn the candle at both ends going, you're actually over-documenting. These rules that you want us to change, you're actually not, fo you're following them too much. Stop doing, you're your own worst enemy. Um, prediction of care and outcomes, taking a look at your own data. This, is this I started to think, oh my God, yeah, that's not probable, that's here, you can do that. Yep. Right, and the other thing is though, like, so getting back to your point of knowing the basics and doing that really well is, right, the other thing that you can do is you can actually quantify your interventions. How good do your patients do, right? And then once you've quantified that, maybe you can understand that, like, you're actually not very good at some things. You, you think you are. There's a bias there. You think you are, right? Your bias says, I'm the best shoulder rehab PT right. in the world, right? right? And the data says, like, you're below average at best. <laughs> this is going to be right? this is going to be humble pie for a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And then, but then the question is, well, what does, what do you do with that? Right, 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 right. right. Does, does that then drive you to be a better clinician, to get better outcomes, to provide better care? Right. Then, it, then it's, it's pushing the right button. Right. But if it causes you to shut down and just say, nope, this isn't true because I don't believe it is. Right. Well, then you reinforce your own bias. And, and there we go. You are. talked about quantifying. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is not an if, this is not a when. Nope. But motion capture plus AI is it can do things with the data, with a camera, something simple, yeah. and it can give you actionable information from that, from those mounds and mounds and terabytes of data with someone during a, a running analysis or something yeah. dynamic. I mean, I was at a lot. You remember? Well, people will still know this, right? The motion capture labs where you put the little the silver dots. balls on, yeah. right? You do the balls and you. Right. Putting tape on people, right, 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 there's right. cameras in a giant thing and all the stuff like that is done. It's done. It's gone. It's completely replaced, right, by what's in your hand. And it's better. What's in your hand is better than that. Right. So so the like this is not a if. It's a this is the when are we going to start? Because here's the thing about healthcare that 
our profession has continuously struggled with is a lot of other healthcare have quantifiable measures by which they can grade what they do. Blood pressure, A1Cs, cholesterol, weight. Just There's just true points that you can say, is this better or not, right? And what do we have? Okay, we, there's a couple of people right now who are like, wow, what about gate speed, Drew? What about this? Well, like, yeah, there's some things, right? But are they uniformly agreed upon data points that we know? Like, nope, we haven't done it yet. Right. And we're going to have to, right? If we're going to continue to be a doctoring profession, we're going to, we need to be held to the same standards as everybody else. So we're going to have to figure that out, but this will help us get there. Here's the proof. Here's, even if you think everything Drew is saying is nice, but not fact, here's the proof. And they always say, follow the money. Why are these, you're talking about venture capitals, right? Here's from the, these organizations helped to sponsor your future PT summit. They wouldn't be doing this just because Drew asked nicely. They're doing this because they're like, oh my God, this intersection here, I want to be on at this intersection. This intersection has traffic and whatever it is now, it will be more six months, yep. six years from now. You will be angry that you're not at this intersection. Yep. These companies, and of course, if for the podcast audience, I'm referencing page 37, uh, which is in the article. And it was the thanks for the APTA's future PT summit. And all these organizations do something I see an EHR company, yeah. Medline, you know, creates products, Vault Performance, the stuff that was, if you needed a $100,000 lab to do now, you need like a $300 thing and an app, yep. which is wild. And it's actionable. Yep. That was the thing when I was in PT, now when I, when I was in PT school wow. years ago, <laughs> I remember my professors, I'd show them this cool app or whatever. And they're like, yeah, but is it actually like number one is it crazy expensive is it hard to use it take a long time and is it actionable and it kind of wasn't and i graduated in 16. it those things are actionable now like these are usable and and like right let me just let me sum it up at this and, and close this out in the most basic way I okay can, right? yeah like, sum it up we we have as a gold standard we measure motion with a couple of pieces of plastic with some sharpie marks on it <laughs> yeah. And we say that's that's the gold standard. <laughs> that's our plan uh, for documenting motion in human beings. When you put it like that, it does not look good. But it sounds, sounds, sounds great. we don't have to do that anymore because now we do have right. these sort of cool. We, we're right. getting there. You know what this feels right. like? This feels like when they made the first uh, Captain America movie like 50 years ago. And it was like. When you tell the story of Captain America in comics, it's like, that's legit. And then you go to make the move and you're like, that doesn't hold up. And now when CGI is caught up with Stan yeah. Lee's vision, it's like, oh, that's what it was supposed to feel like. Right. But I mean, it's the same thing, right? Like, like we sent people to the moon on a slide rule. Right. Correct. Right? Yeah. A slide rule. Yeah. Right? right. Like that was our plan. Correct. Right. To the moon. Correct. Right. So like, we don't use slide rules anymore. Right? Trying to go a little bit further job. than the moon now, but in to the point. I, I forgot. Here's the analogy I wanted to make or I wanted to break out. And I did this with a couple of people and they were like, that that holds water. And this is like within, you know, my generation's sort of like lifetime where we can wrap our head around this. There was an app called Napster. And it came out and let anybody share information or MP3s. Music is what we were using it for because I was in college. And there were two bands that sort of picked sides. And one was famously Metallica. And they were yep. like, they, they were like, you, this is the devil. This will ruin the music industry. And the other was Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl yep. specifically. And so here's the thing. 
for those of you who don't know Napster, and I can't believe I have to actually explain Napster to people. That's all I know. Great. But Napster was a file sharing service. And if if you had a CD, you could burn, you could put take a song from it, put it up on there, and then anybody just freely get it. And that's not necessarily fair. And we're not doing that as much anymore. Now it's like, listen, I'll just pay 20 bucks a month and get Spotify and blah, blah, blah. Metallica tried to legislate and rage against technology. And when you do that, that's like getting angry at high tide and taking a broom out. It's I know you will waste a lot of energy, but not a whole lot's going to happen there. And Dave Grohl was not a technology guy, but he was the, he's the front man of Foo Fighters. And he looked at it as, listen, this is going to happen whether I rage against it or not. So he said, listen, I'll give my music away for free. I'll make my money on what I actually sell, which is experience. And then if you want to buy the T-shirt, yada, yada. And we've actually found a middle ground, which is the Apple Music and the Spotify, which is like, I get it. I want an easy, I, I want these artists to get paid. I do like, I want them to go make more music, right? So I think this is, we're in the phase of a lot of people are looking at it like Metallica, where they're like, I'm a PT. This is not going to replace me. I'm the valuable part and I'm going to rage as hard as I can. And I'm telling you in the end, whatever this will start to level, water finds it level, it's level, regression to the mean. AI will start to, we'll start to figure out where we fit in this and we'll be more like Dave Grohl and less like Metallica, I think. There's my music analogy to it. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, uh, let's see. PTs in human performance and population health. You think this is something in 2024 we need to be eyeballing? So, right? Like, let me, let me, be so if we want to continue to be providers of choice, right? In, in, all things, right? Things having to do with human beings. There's two areas that are just really about to catch fire on us. And for a lot of reasons, right? Number one is human performance, right? So a lot of pro teams and including the United States uh, Department of Defense have moved to models where the physical therapist is kind of the quarterback of the human performance team. And this is why. So you get PTs that are not just overseeing the rehab, but overseeing the strength and conditioning, overseeing the nutritional component, overseeing the, um, the psychocognitive components of it, right? And a lot of that has to do with the fact that of all the other disciplines that have to do with human performance, PTs tend to be the best blend of traditional medicine and other service providers, right? So point being, you by your background, you could have a foot in both worlds right. and it makes sense. Right, right, right. Right. And so what people have really come to realize is that in the in the in the stratosphere of trying to get humans to do things better, move better, be stronger, be faster, all those sorts of things, it is no longer a unidimensional thing, right? It's multifactorial. It has to you have to you can't just lift weights and get stronger, right? You'll get stronger, but there's a plateau. If you really want to get stronger, you have to weave in nutrition. You have to weave in your ability to, everybody's going to get hurt. So how, what do you do when right. you get hurt? You have to weave in the components of, of um, psychomotor control, right? You have to weave in stress management. You've got to, you know, weave in uh, maintenance of sleep and all these sorts of things. So like the point is that society has started to figure out that like, this isn't just human performance. This is like human existence, right? So not only is this something that, you know, major league baseball players want, this is stuff that corporate executives want. This is now stuff though, that 
soccer moms want. This is stuff that pickleball players want, right? And because there's so much information available and so many, it's so readily available, people just start going down the rabbit holes, right? They're just going through the scrolling rabbit hole like, oh, I never thought about that. Maybe right. if I improve this, it'll help me with this. Oh, maybe I'll have more energy to, to, to be able to work it and then go play a pickup game of basketball, right? Like, and what you're going to find is that people are going to need somebody to help them navigate that because it's not super intuitive. People think it is. And then you start going down a rabbit hole and you realize it's just too complicated for you to manage on your own. Right. So I do believe that there you're seeing a lot of PTs that are, have already made their way in the professional market. And I think that you're going to see it kind of start to flow down yeah. in, in kind of the broader societal market. I mean, we've seen this before, right? Like this is weather prediction, right? If if the wind blows from west to east and you're in New York, you look at the weather in Ohio and you go, hey, tomorrow, I think it's going to look like this. Yeah. <laughs> we've seen this before, like technolo technology and innovation starts a lot in the Department of Defense because they have budget and need. That's, yep. that's necessity, the mother of invention. So I have the ability and the need, right? Like this is like looking at BFR, Johnny Owens talks about it all yep. the time. He's like, why did it start okay. the Department of Defense? We have a need and we had resources. So we sat yep. around and we said, how do we solve this? And they did. But then it trickles down to sports because again, money and need. Yep. And then where does it go next? Well, the rest of us, because we're they're learning. They're spending a lot of money at the Department of Defense, right? And then we're learning more. So we get more efficient and that gets cheaper. Athletes, efficient, cheaper. Grandma's using BFR now. And Johnny's yep. talking about how pe pediatric BFR, but it would yep. never start there. It would never go no. there up. It would go there down. So look, look like a genius. Where does it, where, what, what are they doing? And then predict five, 10, 15 years from now, actually with the speed of how innovation goes, it's less than right. It's coming this way. Right. And, and again, right, like as we, as we talk about the shifting sands of clinical care, right, the, like, look, I know that we will constantly be in a battle for reimbursement. Correct. Right. But, you know, as somebody who has worked with the government, if you were waiting for the government to solve your problems, okay. you probably should come up with another solution. Right. right. So if our plan is just like, we're just going to keep asking the government to not take as much money away from us. Every so day. I also, I have a hybrid approach to this, which is I happily say I donate to uh, the pack or this. Yep. And then I say that is an investment and I'm not going to look at that. That's like right. money you put when you're 19 and you're 401k and you're like, I don't know, man, I, it's going to come back to me. But also I need to save myself in the short term. It's a short term, long term game. Yes, totally. Totally. No, right. I don't think APTA is going to solve my problem. I don't think the government's going to solve no. my problem. But like I have faith that I'm investing in. You have to look at if you don't look at an investment, it you shouldn't spend it. If you can look at it from an investment, in my point, in my point of view, it's an ROI positive. Right, and then I, so again, right, I think that all these opportunities will be there for clinicians, right, and we're the natural ones to step into it. Right, it's just, do we accept the role? Do we accept stepping into these positions and and kind of being there? And I think that it's going to be so inherently easy for us that it'll be hard for us not to. Yeah. Uh, the fourth of the big four things we're talking about in 2024 is sort of like the lead article on my, uh, oh, yeah. I, should, I should probably blur out my address. People are going to be mailing stuff. Yeah. Um, the economic value of physical therapy in the United States, there was a big to do about this research APTA did, got their hands on it, started yeah. sharing. So I want to talk about like what's value of PTs out outside of traditional settings and also looking at the, va the economic, the number value of PTs yeah. in traditional settings, both of those things. So I think that, right, like, as we just talked about, kind of like this non-traditional human performance, health and wellness setting, right, like, vast value to be had 
in us stepping into that role, right? But when you talk about kind of the traditional roles of like our standards of care for things like carpal tunnel, low back pain, right? Like, what does that mean? And, and, and how do you quantify that? Well, look, we, we got some smart people to, to do the math and figure it out and say, this is what the savings is. So rather so that if somebody sees a physical therapist, right, there's an average of $15,000 cost savings for every case of carpal tunnel syndrome, as opposed to a surgical intervention or whatever else there is, right? So the thing that's really interesting about this is I've had a lot of my professional colleagues, you know, grumbling about this report, right? And it's interesting, right? Like, why? Why? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it doesn't read, it doesn't see this, it doesn't, you know, I'm not so sure about the two-way T-tail ANOVA, blah, like, I don't even, <laughs> right? So this is my comment to, to all your listeners, right? This is not for you Correct. if you are a PT. This is not consumer-facing. This is not for you. This is for you to share with elected officials, with surgeons, with referral sources, with people in the community. This is not for you, clinician. This is for the other people to understand right. how valuable we are as a profession. And as soon as we have that conversation, people are like, oh, yeah. I see. We, we keep saying we can prove it. Other people, uh, people outside would say, well, show us. And we were like, I don't know, but I feel, yeah. I think, I th and now we say, here. Here. here it is. Here it is. Here's the numbers, and here's our people who did the math, and this is how they did the math. Right. This is you show this to payers, although I'm not. I knock on their doors a lot. They don't answer, but this yes. is the way to show. Right. This is show versus tell. This is our favorite day in third grade. Show day. Uh, right. And, and and we have to continue. Right. This isn't a one and done. Right. Right. This is a. If we want to have the value uh, that we know that we're delivering, we have to prove it. Right. Kind of that same earlier point about like, what are we measuring? How are we how are we looking at what we're contributing to the to the health of society and to the profession? Like you have to validate that. And this is one of those instances where we kind of went out there, you know, rolled up our sleeves, got the report done, and now it's being shared. Right. And again, to your point of the investment, this is not like, oh, we wrote a report. Everything changed 60 days later. No, this you know, this will be a continued effort until. Yeah. You know, the next one comes out and eventually, right, all your investments will inevitably mean like someday, right, you have something to show for. That's correct. Um, I mean, just looking at the the big feature articles in APTA magazine, economic value we talked about, that's going to be big in 2024. AI was a big one. That was the centerfold article that you were talking about. CPT codes um and 25 years of pt residency and accreditation i just found i just found it like ironic like those 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 big articles education value technology like that's it right there is how can we prove it what are we, what tools are we going to be armed with in the future to use and then how are we going to apply this to education because what happened in the first 25 years of education of, of residency and accreditation will not be the same as the next Correct. 25 years right right and we know that right but but again, the good thing about, you know, our, our, our profession and our professional colleagues is right. Like people, people who are driven to become part of this profession, right. Are usually in it for the right reasons, right. They care. They want to, they want to have a positive impact on the people that they serve and on society, right. They want to be, you know, good stewards of science and, and, and evidence-based practice. So it'll, it'll get there. Right. I, I have full faith that it will, but like, but we have to pay attention to the things that are coming. Yeah. I, uh, what I want to stress is 
and I stress this a lot, is you do not need to be an expert at any of the things we talked about, right? Because Darwin didn't say, I, he gets misquoted all the time. It's not the strong, he actually, it's not the strongest of the species. So you don't need to be the world's AI expert. So it's not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent. You don't, you don't need to be the smartest person in the room. In fact, don't, don't be the smartest person in the room. It's the one is, that's the most responsive to change. So uh, Drew's ringing the bell right now. APTA Magazine was off. This is sort of not, it's not panic mode, but it's ring the bell. This is what yeah. you're looking at. If you do not adapt to this, you can bitch and moan all you want. It sort of doesn't matter. Yeah, right. And, and again, right, like I think that, are, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer in our better angels, right? That this is going to certainly go in our direction, yeah. but, right? But it's useful to know which, what, what to pay attention which to. Which way is the wind blowing? All right, Drew, we're going to play three questions. Are you ready for three questions? You got it. I'm ready. On the hot seat with three questions on the PT Pinecast. Right, three questions brought to you by our friends at ATI Physical Therapy with more than 900 of their clinics. Uh, achieving top marks in CMS's merit-based incentive program. They have a team to join for career growth. Explore opportunities at ATIPT.com. Question one on three questions today. It's a nostalgic twist. I want you to look back on your career, Drew. What's a piece of advice you received early on that stayed with you throughout your journey and you even maybe reflect upon it familiar uh, uh, frequently now? Um, you know, I once had a, a leader who said, Inevitably, you're going to come to the point where you don't know something, yeah. where somebody asks you something. Do not hesitate to say, I don't know, but let me go ask somebody else, right? We get ourselves into trouble when we feign that we know what's going on instead of just being like, hey, let me let me confirm with somebody yeah. else, right? Yeah. Just great advice. Yeah. Great advice. We say that's that's talking out of a different orifice. Typically, there's a <laughs> don't don't talk out of that one. Just don't do it. Yeah. Second question: If you weren't, in, I, I'm interested in this one with you. If you weren't in physical therapy, what what maybe completely different career path would you have uh, pursued? What, what 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 direction would you have gone in if not for PT? I've been a fireman. Yeah. What what about that 100%. got you excited? What about, 100%. Yeah. Just I just would have been. I knew it. Like it, it was. There was a moment where like I had to make a decision. Ugh. And I chose PT, but man, right? You think about, well, what would that have been like? Who, who knows, right? But, right. But that, that absolutely, right? I'm still one of those service-oriented people, but like, right. yeah, that was, that was that one, like those decision points in your sure, life. Sure. Uh, three uncles, my cousin and my dad, all New York City firefighters. Uh, third question, time travel. If you could time travel to any era in history and introduce a modern physical therapy technique or innovation, where would you go and what would you introduce? What would you bring to the masses that could affect history with what you know? Man. It's a good one, right? Ironically, AI helped me come up with that question. <laughs> wow. Um, I think, you know what You know what I think I would do? I would go back to the post-World War One Reconstruction era, okay. right? And I would take the knowledge we have of amputees and amputee Ooh, care now. And throw that down, and it would um, it would change everything for the lives of so many people and the professional world, right? Yeah. If we knew a hundred years ago what we know now, big one, it, game changer. All right, last thing we do on the show is the parting shot. This is the parting shot, brought to you by APTA Orthopedics, uh, industry leading current concepts of orthopedic PT. Now in their fifth edition, it's that roadmap. Wherever you are in your career, if you're an orthopedic PT and you're like, maybe I'll take that OCS exam, maybe I'll do residency, whatever. This is the thing you should try. Orthopt.org is where you can get current concepts. All right, Drew, you've done this before. What's your mic drop moment? What's your soapbox statement for today? 
Um, I think that um, we shouldn't be afraid of change and innovation, right? But people who are ignorant to it will be replaced by people who have embraced it. That's just, you know, like it's never going to replace you, right? But you've got to be good at the basics and you've got to be, you know, like you said, in the middle of the herd somewhere, okay, accepting change and then good things are ahead, right? But, But if we fail to understand that the winds of change are not coming, they are here. Yeah then we've got, we've got some uphill battles that we're not ready for. What it wouldn't say failure to plan is planning to fail. It's like, that's, that goes with change and that's, that's, that's gotta be part of the game plan. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Drew Contreras again, uh, throw, throw Justin, uh, more an idea of maybe knower of things as your, as your next title. knower of things, knower of things. put, put, put that on the, uh, put that on the business card. Appreciate you giving us a final look, uh, into the future as we progress into 2024. Which is a 2024 is a weird number. It feels like it's a made up year, but we're going into it in just a couple of days. There it is. It's coming. All right, Drew. Thanks so much. Like what you hear? Tell a friend or leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced, post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. To providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at BuildPT.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.